You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Yes, sir, people, uh, the time of the evening uh, where you join us on uh, Pertinence uh, Punctuated and Alhamdulillah, a segment uh, made uh, for you by our very popular Maulana Salim Karim and also we bless him for being available and Alhamdulillah is also serving uh, Marcus Sahaba with the distinction with the morning show he's become uh, mashallah legendary there for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, Maulana Salim Karim uh, this evening I have a file here with so many questions and inshallah I'm going to uh, you know randomly pick up questions for you but uh, Maulana how are you doing this fine beautiful evening? Walaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah wa the fazal of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Great excitement. Subhanallah, great preparations are being made. Knives are being sharpened. Tilawat uh, al-Quran is being increased. People are getting up for tahajjud salah. Alhamdulillah, a lot of askar. People are fasting. So subhanallah, a good spirit for the beautiful first 10 days of Zil Hajjah, the best of days that Allah has given. Okay, I'm looking at the files. Gee, go ahead, Maulana. Nights Allah have given to us. First, that last 10 nights of, alhamdulillah, Ramadan al-Kareem. The best of days Allah has given us are the first 10 days of Zayl Hajj. So let's utilize it to strengthen our iman and connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There are some questions people ask generally. Insha'Allah, I'm not sure if you have some questions. Let's, inshallah, tackle it okay. and let's inform them, inshallah, make it easy for them. Okay, I'm looking at the first question. It says, uh, Assalamu alaikum, uh, Brother Shafat Ahmad Khan and uh, Maulana. I'm a revert to Islam and I want to know from you, yeah, please uh, don't take me wrongly, but these are questions that, that came through my mind uh, just recently and I've penned them down. So, uh, maaf in advance. Uh, Maulana, can rabbits be slaughtered? And number two, can I slaughter perhaps a buffalo, or also a giraffe for Kurbani. I love feeding uh, all the people. I have thousands of rabbits. I also do hunting, and I have lots of money to spend. Uh, please, Molana, uh, once again, my apologies if I offended anyone with my questioning. How do you respond to Reva, the Molana? Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has dua to Allah. Allahumma inni as'aluk ilman nafi'ah. Allah Grant me beneficial knowledge. One, if you don't understand or don't know the answer, then ask the learned scholars, inshallah, and get the correct answer. And you must not be shy to ask questions, any question. There is some wisdom and knowledge behind it. So if you study the hadith of the Prophet, what animals will be used for Qurbani? So it's either a sheep, whether it's a goat, whether it's a cow, whether it's an ox, or whether it's a camel. And some instances, buffalo. You can't use a giraffe. You can't use rabbits. Gee, those are not animals that was prescribed in the hadith for Qurbani. So we must be specific in an ox, a cow, and an a uh, camel, there are seven shares. In each sheep or ram or goat is one share. And likewise, in a buffalo, seven shares. I think in Bangladesh, there's more buffaloes. When I went myself, mm. right there, 
on the outskirts, on the border of what you call China and Bangladesh, to do Qurbani many years ago, the center of hope. They, they mostly had buffaloes. So yes, you can use the buffalo. It is in the same category of an ox or a cow, seven shares in there. Inshallah, uh, any other animal is not permissible to make Qurbani of. So whether it's a giraffe, whether it's rabbits, or any other halal game, a springbok, a kudu, all these animals are not meant for Qurbani. Yes, you can hunt them, you can eat them, but for Qurbani specifically, these are the categories of animals that, inshallah, should be used, purchased to make Qurbani. Polana, what's the ruling on uh, donkey meat and uh, horse meat? First of all, those are not jais to eat. In one riwayat, I think, when it comes to horses, it's makru tahrimi because the horse is an animal for jihad. So in terms of shariat, it is preferably not to eat any donkey meat or any horse meat. There's many other halal substitutes, inshallah, available. So donkey meat and horse meat is not allowed. Yes, in extreme circumstances, I think Fukaha have given each other, you can sacrifice and cut a horse and eat it when this dies straight. There's no other food available. The only animal that you have is that horse. That in terms of Sharia, it will be permissible. Other than that, it is not permissible to eat horse meat or donkey meat. Uh, this question says, uh, Molana, uh, Papa told uh, my mother that he doesn't have enough uh, funds uh, to uh, cut or slaughter sheep uh, this year. But uh, my mother said, take it on credit and you can pay slowly, slowly, but go and uh, make kurbani. Molana, uh, how do you respond to that question? See, kurbani is very clear. Kurbani is wajib on a Muslim male, female who is sane and alhamdulillah who has the nisab of zakat. If you don't have the nisab of zakat, you are poor, you are destitute, then kurbani is not wajib on you. Yes, if you want to, though you don't have the nisab, but you have collected money in those five days and you make up the nisab, then you should make buy the kurbani and cut it and make sacrifice. To take loans and borrow money, this is not correct. You must not put the cleave on yourself. You don't have the money, you don't have it. Instead of borrowing and taking money from other people just to fulfill this great sunnah, is not preferable. Earn your own money, save your own money, and make your kurbani with your own money. That is the sunnah and the proper way to do it. Yes, sir, Molana. This question says, uh, Molana, many of my friends uh, love slaughtering lamb, but I tell them that's too young. Get something much older. Please, Molana, is it jaiza to cut lamb all the time? Molana? First and foremost, Rasulullah said, choose the best animal. Because we're so used to having this braai and we want lamb. Sharia gave us a clear distinction that the goat or sheep must be one full year, complete one year age of that goat or sheep. And to sheep, chariot has given you this leverage that the sheep looks big, it may be six months and more, but it looks like it's one year. Then it's jais to make kurbani. To make kurbani of animals that are not complete one whole year, it's not jais, your kurbani will not be made. So people, unfortunately, they are looking for lambs. And the people who are selling these animals, 
have got no sharam in them. Mm. First of all, they don't know the matla. Ji, they selling animals that are far below the age mentioned in the in the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Okay, a goat, a sheep should be one full year old. A cow or an ox should be at least two years complete. Ji, and for camels, I think it's five years or four years. Ji. So we are not following Sharia and we expect our qurbani because we want tender meat. No, it's not about Rasulullah. Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, It's not that the meat that reaches Allah, nor does the blood reach Allah. Allah wants to see how much of taqwa and khashyat you have in you. So when you give, do the best. These little small, small animals, I mean, they still, maybe mm. still needs the mother's attention, but the farmer mm. is greedy, and so is the agent who is going and buying it and mm. bluffing the people. Shafat Bhai, this is also a big mistake that we are making, that the people who are selling the sheep, they send you a photograph. Sharia's masla is that when you purchase an animal, you must physically see the animal, that it has no faults and defects in it. Today you can see what filter that we use on this camera. I don't know about all these things, but I heard. You can design and you can change the feature and complexion and the figure of anybody in anybody. So Sharia is very clear. If you want to buy your animal, go and see it yourself. That's the sunnah and the correct way. Because if I bring you a sheep on the morning of Eid al-Adha and you look at this sheep scraggy, it's thin, it's got no meat, nothing. You're not going to fight with me as the person who sold the sheep. But you will tell me about willing buyer, willing seller. So when it comes to purchasing of animal, it is important for you to see the animal yourself. And if the person is selling it by weight, he must weigh it in front of you. Not by looking at the extra wool, or oh, this animal is big fat. Mm. And when you skin it, you realize that it's a small animal. But the farmer was clever, he never cut the wool, or you never shear the wool. And you and I get bluffed. You see, oh, mashallah, such a big sheep. And when you skin it, it's not even weighing 10 kgs or 12 kgs. Shafat bai, the qurbani is not even made. This is very important. Our brothers and sisters should learn, inshallah. And those brothers who are selling these types of animal, which is not jayis for qurbani, every cent is haram. You are eating the fire of jahannam. And those who bought it and did the qurbani, they will have to repeat the qurbani. So why put yourself into some inconvenience? All you need to do is to take some time, Shafat Bhai. We've got the weekends to go to the farmer, see the animal, weigh it, tag it, alhamdulillah. So when you go to fetch it, you know, well, I saw this animal. It was weighed in front of me. Yes, animals lose weight in between, Shafat Bhai, because maybe of thirst, maybe of food, maybe they get diarrhea. Allah knows best. They will lose one or two kgs. We'll have to accept that. But you tell me it's 45 kgs or 50 kgs that sheep is weighing Shafat Bhai. And when it comes there, it's not even weighing 25 kgs, live weight or 30 kgs. Shafat Bhai, what carcass you going to get? Mm. No, respected brother, take pride in whatever work you do. Do it according to Sharia. And those who are Asians and selling these animals, be conscious that Allah is watching you. Don't feed your children haram and don't use that money that you are taking, which is totally najaiz and haram, and you're selling animals which are not fit for Qurbani. 
G. Molana, a brother says here, Molana Salim Karim, uh, please advise accordingly. We buy uh, most of our animals and sheep uh, from uh, the non-Muslims. And he said that, that some of them uh, deliberately do something and they contaminate our animals because we are Muslims. How should we buy our animals? Should we get it from uh, our Muslim uh, 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 Muslim farmers? And uh, should we avoid uh, buying it from uh, the Yahud and Nasara? Please, uh, Molana, advise. Uh, Molana, that's a very good question there. Well, no, this is a, it's a question of taqwa. You know, our Kabirin were so particular that, you know, if a fowl, say I had a rooster or a fowl, which now jumped over and went into the neighbor's yard and ate the mealies from there or anything from there, what is the Sharia's ruling? Can I eat that fowl? For my case, better not to eat it. Okay? Mm. Because it has eaten something which doesn't belong to you. Without the permission of your neighbor, Alhamdulillah, it's a different matter. If there's an understanding, then it's different. People are so concerned, that's one. Number two, what are they feeding the sheep? What are they feeding the goats? What are they feeding, what are they feeding the ox or the, the cow is very important. As you said, for today it's about making money, how you can fatten the cow or the goat or the sheep. There are certain injections. We don't even know the ingredients of that injection or they've got certain blocks of salt. What is added in that salt, whether it's jayas or not jayas ingredients, and that animal is eating haram things, then it's preferable not to eat that animal, not to buy the animal. That is why we are saying and am overemphasizing Shafat by buy the animal, keep it on a farm where there are Muslim brothers who, alhamdulillah, at the fee, they will charge you, they will feed the animal, they will give water and make sure that whatever they are eating is halal. There's a big difference, Shafat by in those animals on that flesh which was not fed with halal ingredients and those animals that were fed with halal fodder and halal thing, there's a big difference in the taste, texture, and the color. So it is better that, inshallah, we purchase from our Muslim brothers. And again, I'm telling those Muslim brothers, don't cheat. Inshallah, you will get sawab. The one who guides people towards goodness, Allah will also equally give you the sawab. Give the animal the best of halal ingredients and halal food in the sense as far as fodder or grass or whatever it is. Inshallah, Allah Ta'ala will give you tawfiq, that you have given people tawfiq to make qurbani with animals that we fed with halal money and halal food. This question says, uh, Molana Salim Karim, uh, all the time I follow my grandfather's tradition. He's been selling uh, sheep from uh, our yard for, for the past uh, 40 years, but now I've taken over since he's made parda from the dunya. But I have one problem, uh, Molana Salim Karim. Our non-Muslim neighbors always complain. It's stinking. It's smelling when the wind comes through. Am I making zulum on our non-Muslim neighbors? How do I address this issue? Please, Molana, help. That's a, another powerful question, Molana. Whoever believes in Allah and on the day of Qiyamah should be good to his neighbors. Shafat Bhai, obviously, in town or in the city, you're not supposed to keep animals. You're supposed to keep them in a holding, in a pen that's in out of town, so that, alhamdulillah, 
whatever mess or whatever smell it does not disturb the next person so hmm. do not give taklif to your neighbor yes it's important that we respect our neighbors and your neighbors are not only immediate neighbors 40 houses to the left right front and back those are all your neighbors your immediate neighbors your immediate neighbors but rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that you should be good to your neighbors so whether your neighbor is a muslim or a non muslim inshallah it is important that even if you have a branch from your tree or his tree coming into your yard you need to ask for permission for that part of that branch to be cut or if you are building a wall a security wall or a screen wall because fresh air and sunlight is a natural gift from allah you cannot put up a 4 inch a uh, 4 meter wall where you blocking the air and the sunlight of your neighbor this is not jaiz you need to ask permission from your neighbor that can i add to this wall or can i put the screen wall but it not disturb your sunlight or the fresh air that's coming in these are important things that we must take into consideration for yes the brother can sell sheep but it's preferable not to give the cleave to the neighbors yes uh, the smell is quite bad there's a lot of other things that can happen the sticks there there's bugs there there's so many other things that you causing inconvenience to your neighbors and as i said your neighbors are just not your immediate neighbors it's all people that are around you so the brother alhamdulillah allah pak give him barakat he's carrying his father's uh, sunnah uh, and, and promoting it but he find a, a appropriate and a better place where you can give the, the the animals an opportunity to graze freely also and inshallah without hurting anybody and causing any inconvenience you can do your business but you have to make riayat of your neighbors is very important it's equally important in shariat beautiful molana and uh, this question here says uh, molana i'm in a dilemma i'm uh, pressurized by my family members uh, to give uh, most of our qurbani to the darul ulums but in my vicinity we have lots of uh, poor uh, indigent um, uh, muslims uh, i'm referring to african muslims that are living in informal settlements i tell them more sabab feeding them than uh, sending to ulum where there's a uh, deep freezers and the meat is kept for perhaps uh, a few months or a year where students are fed please molana what should we do bismillahir rahmanir rahim molana tabadai charity begins at home charity is given us a straight forward rule divide that meat into three sections one for the family one for yourself and one for distribution to the poor and needy so the qurbani meat actually first priority is your family i may have uncles aunties nieces cousins who are absolutely in dire straits i know that they haven't eaten meat for weeks and months so if i take my entire qurbani and give it to them jaiz but we say okay never mind we want to share sawab and reap the sawab so we do it three ways keep a portion for yourself and yes yes but i want to tell you here some of us are so mean about by the trash the ojri that is still full with all the muck in it the all the the the, the plans we give this in the path of allah that is not even worth eating not even worthy of eating it's not for human consumption we take things like that and we give it out in the path of allah please for allah say don't do this if you want to give then give the best part we keep all the chops 
We keep all the leg pieces. We keep all the shoulder pieces. We keep the neck chops and whatever is left over of the carcass. This is what we're going to give in the path of Allah. No shifat bain. You will not attain goodness until you give the best of best. That is the test that Allah, I gave this carcass. I made qurbani for the pleasure of Allah. Let me give the best portions that I have in qurbani to the needy and destitute. This is your test. This is your ajr. This is your ikhlas and sincerity. Let's see, we can do it. There may be people who are doing it. Alhamdulillah. But yeah, priority, the needy and poor, especially our indigenous brothers. Alhamdulillah, the Darul Ulooms, many of them, shukr. Alhamdulillah, they have facilities, they have freezers. People also give towards them and we should contribute. They are students of deen, they are Mimani Rasul, but also take into consideration the neighbor that's next to you, that's living on your street or two doors away from you. They have first preference for your charity and for your qurbani. And yes, you can give qurbani meat to non-Muslims, but first and foremost, you shall give to your Muslim brothers and sisters. If you have a non-Muslim neighbor and you want to share and give to them, Alhamdulillah, it's jais. Uh, this question says, Toba, Toba, Gunana, Toba, Allah, Toba. Molana, Molana, we have a stupendous problem. When we open our deep freezers, we notice there's so much of leg mutton left from last year's Kurbani that we get into a frenzy and we're having roast and braai every day on the spits. Molana, isn't this a sin? Please, Molana, advise us. I know I am one of them that is guilty. Molana, how do you respond to that uh, question? This is what I'm saying, Shafat. But don't hoard. Live for the day. GS, you know, somebody came to Sheikh Saadi Rahmatullah, a lady. She came to Sheikh Saadi Rahmatullah and she was crying. She said, you know, I have this child in my, in my hand. It's two years now I've breastfed this child. I don't know what's going to happen. Because after two years, I cannot breastfeed this child. What am I going to do? What must I do? Look at the answer Sheikh Saadi Rahmatullah Ali said. Because by the age of two years, mashallah, the children, and they, they start growing their teeth. It comes out sometimes six months' time, sometimes uh, one year's time, all the teeth is out. So Sheikh Saadi Rahmatullah Ali said it so nicely. Jis Allah ne us bache ko diya hai. That Allah who has given that masum child a set of teeth, Allah usko ghost bhi khilayega. Allah will also provide meat for the child. The problem here is we are haris, we are greedy. The way we do that, we don't have meat and we will never have meat. Give it out in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You're right, on a lighter note, but by all the sheep that we sacrifice, somebody has sent it to me as a joke, as a humor. And all the sheep that we sacrifice, gee, all are in Jannah because this is what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said. Choose the best animal because they will be your vehicles to cross you over into Pulsirat. So somebody said it so nicely that all the sheep went into Jannah. One sheep is parked off. It didn't move. <laughs> so everybody is asking, why are you not coming with us? Why are you not joining us? So that sheep said, you know what? My one leg is still in the person who sacrificed me in his freezer. I don't have one more leg because my leg is still in the freezer. How am I going to go into general? <laughs> yeah. Now we're looking for people. Gee, people, our freezers are full of last year's Purbani. 
and it's not nice to keep meat for so long. Gee, six months, it's too much. The quicker you eat that meat, the more healthier it is, more proteins, alhamdulillah. But we are keeping it for one solid year. The taste goes off. Gee, the texture of the meat goes off. Ask the people who deal with meat, how long can you really keep meat and really enjoy the freshness and the taste of good meat? So it's wrong to store meat like that. And then there are people, your whole family are looking for food. They are poor, needy people. Take that meat out and give it. So that when Qurbani comes, we're eating meat every day. Shukar, alhamdulillah. Oh, at least once a week, Allah Pak is giving us tawfiq, shafat. But we cook meat in our homes, alhamdulillah. And it's nowhere written far as in any kitab that every day you must cook mutton, you must cook mince. Nowhere is written. Our kabirin and our parents grew up with plain dal and rice, shafat bhai. Mm. Allah Pak gave them strength. Allah gave them long life. They ate healthy. We're having four different types of dishes on the on the dastarkhan. Rahmatullil alameen sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Dastarkhan only had one dish. And you know one of the great sunnats of Rasulullah shafat bhai? Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam loved to eat the previous day's roti. Basi roti as they say. The leftover of yesterday's curry and bread or roti. Eat it today. It's got different taste in it. And it's also one of the sunnahs of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Some of us are so fussy that if I don't have fresh roti or fresh curry, I will throw the plates. Halaki is the sunnah of Rasulullah. Whatever was left over over the night, inshallah, have it in the morning. Is khair and barakat in it. Hmm. I tell you, a really brilliant uh, session with you, Molana. Uh, uh, let's do one more question here. It says, uh, Molana, I'm also a revert to Islam. I'm, uh, I'm very shy to ask questions, but now I feel like asking this question. What is the difference between Qurbani and Akika? That's a good question from a revert, uh, Molana. Akika, subhanAllah, when Allah blesses you with a child, if it's a girl, child, then you'll make akika of one sheep. And if it's a boy, child, it was two sheep. It is in thanksgiving to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a sacrifice is made so that Allah ta'ala protects the, and uh, protects the child from any musibat and any afat and any uh, difficulties. So it is the same that akika meat, and a lot of people got this misconception that the parents cannot eat the akika meat. And you must not break the bones of the akika sheep. Allah, but I don't know where they get this masla from. Parents can, jais, permissible for them, partake of the akika meat, alhamdulillah. And the same rule applies for akika and kurbani. Take that akika meat, inshallah, make it into three portions, take one for yourself, give one to the family and distribute the other. We must try on the seventh day when the child is born, you remove the hay, you make the akika, you take the navel that has fallen off, dried up, bury it, shave the hay of the baby, bury it, weigh that hay equivalent to silver, and it will come to whatever, 50 rand, 100 rand, and give that out in charity. That is the sunnah. And Qurbani is specific on the 10th, five days of Zil Hajj, inshallah, in to commemorate the sunnah of Hadrat Ibrahim and Hadrat Ismail, which Allah Ta'ala has made sunnah, sunnata abikum. So the meat, the law applies to both of them. 
divide it into three sections, one for yourself, one for the family, and one for distribution to the poor. So aqeeqah is especially when Allah blesses you with a son, then you sacrifice two sheep. If it's a daughter, you sacrifice one sheep. It's done on the seventh day. If it can't be done on the seventh day for health reasons, then you can do it on the 14th and it goes on. But we must do it so that the child is protected, the child is healthy and protected from any nuksan and hardships and difficulties. Yeah, Molana, then a question is running through my mind. Uh, certain individuals, uh, they make akika and uh, then they use the meat to have a, you know, a big family function and call everyone uh, to come have a hearty meal. Is that allowed, uh, Molana? Alhamdulillah, you can take the whole akika and use it for the family. Alhamdulillah, double reward and so on. But be generous, inshallah. Give to the poor. Take du'as. Du'a kijiye, du'a dijiye, du'a lijiye. Imagine what du'a. Somebody who hasn't eaten meat for six months and you want to give them a kg of meat. Subhanallah, what du'as will come out of their mouth? But there's nothing wrong. You're asking a fake question. If I make it, a lot of people do it. They make the akika, they keep it because there's a coming wedding in the next week or two weeks. They use the same thing to make the biryani. Alhamdulillah, jais. You can eat, it's jais, permissible. But let's be generous and take du'as. That would be the better way to do it, Shafadba. But if the family wants to eat the whole thing, they want to have a meal or a bribe, whatever you want to call it, it's jais and permissible. Absolutely a brilliant, uh, Molana. Allah bless you for giving us such a beautiful nasiha and you're answering uh, uh, absolutely, you know, Allah has given you so much of hikmah. The knowledge uh, that you have come through, uh, you, that you have, uh, Allah has uh, and, uh, empowered you with, Alhamdulillah, I'm glad uh, that you share it with the ummah. Perhaps your parting words uh, this evening, uh, Molana. Whatever you do, just put sincerity and akhlaq and just please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or Allah ki dhikr ku kasarat se karo. Subhanallahi walhamdulillahi wa la ilaha illallah wa allahu akbar wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billahi al-aliyya al-azim and continuously for the next 10 days recite the takbir loudly. I'm talking for the men folk, for the ladies softly. Allahu akbar, Allahu akbar. In your home you can read it loudly, barakat for you. There's no ghair mahrams there to listen to your voice. So even if you are cooking, you're in the lounge, you're in your bedroom, zor se paro, Allah ka naam. Itna liya karo, take Allah's name to such a degree, people will say, this person is such an ashik of Allah, ye pagal ho gaya. So Allah ka give us tawfiq shafad bhai. So all I'm saying, just call out the takbir. Allahu akbar, Allahu akbar. La ilaha illallah, Allahu akbar. Allah. It's, uh, you know, that's why they call you. That's why they call you to Orient every year. Because, they, Molana, give the takbir one more time. I mean, you got a voice like timber, Molana. Do it one more time for us. Praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Take Allah's name with feeling. With emotion, with ikhlas, with love, cry, taking Allah's name. Hey, may I? question, Shafat, but how do I know Allah Pak has accepted my zikr? Hmm. How do I know? Bolo? Alhamdulillah, the Akabim said that the mere fact that you took Allah's name the second time, you said Allah, oh, oh. and then again, Allah, hmm. it's a proof Allah has accepted your Allah first Akbar. zikr. Your first Allah. Allah Akbar. You see, and here, 10. 20, 30, 40, 50 million people heard you, Molana. 
Can you believe that? Alhamdulillah. Shafat, where you where you where you performing is that Salah? You know where I go. My town. The, you know you 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 know my town. I don't want to advertise it now because everyone will, you know. But uh, but most of my town people come to you. You know that. Whenever you're an audience, because I think uh, I get yeah about a quarter of them coming to you. So I tell them you know who's there, and when they see Molana Salim Karim, they know that you and I are so close to Allah Akbar. Yes, I would like to thank Lukalo for great engineering. Keep it locked on to Marcus Sahaba for beautiful programming. And from the team and I, till we meet you again, we bid you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.